Welcome to the Church Basement Podcast. Today's topic is Jubilee. Grab a cup of coffee or tea, strap on your running shoes, or pick up your knitting needles or crochet hook and join us. Let us introduce ourselves. I'm Pastor Amanda Zenzelo, and I serve as the pastor at Central Lutheran Church in Northeast Portland, Oregon. And I'm Don Miller, a member here at Central and the producer of the podcast. Okay, so let's jump right in. What are we talking about? What is Jubilee? So the concept of Jubilee comes from the Hebrew scripture. It comes from the very beginning of our scriptures in the book of Leviticus. And it is the idea that at the end of the seventh year, so if you think of the seven days of creation, that we have a Sabbath day, a day of rest, that at the end of seven years, that there is a year of rest, that there is a time of rest. And that there was a gift of jubilee, that Hebrew slaves and prisoners would be freed, debts would be forgiven, mercies of God would become manifest. Seven years. Every seven years. That's insane. That this would happen. And then every set of seven years, every seven sets of seven, Okay. so every 49 years, Mm -hmm. there would be a year of release. So this would be the year of great jubilee. And this would be about property and property rights. So this year of jubilee, when the trumpets would ring and things would be set back to right, if you had lost your land, if you had lost your property, if your family had become indentured, if everything had gone wrong, every set of seven years of seven, Uh all of that would be forgiven. And the historic lands of people would be returned to their families. Slaves would be set free. Things would be reset. Debts would be forgiven. And things would be wiped clean. The community would rest. And everyone would begin again. And this concept of Jubilee was created in the code of Leviticus in the law code of the people of God. It clearly has not been observed for a very long time. No, that is the most anti-capitalism thing I've ever heard of. And I kind (laughs) of wish it got a little more play in the pulpits because it's such a great concept. Isn't it amazing? Uh Uh-huh. And there are movements, there are so many movements of people calling for this idea. And it is so biblically based. This is straight out of the scripture. So Leviticus 25, chapter 25, verse 8. You shall count off seven Sabbaths of years, seven times seven years. And there shall be to you the days of seven Sabbaths of years, even 49 years. Then you shall sound the loud trumpet on the 10th day of the seventh month. On the day of atonement, you shall sound the trumpet throughout all your land You shall make the 50th year holy and proclaim liberty throughout the land to all its inhabitants. It shall be a jubilee to you, and each of you shall return to his own property, and each of you shall return to his family. That 50th year shall be a jubilee to you. In it you shall not sow, neither reap that which grows of itself, nor gather from the undressed vines, for it is a jubilee." It shall be holy to you. You shall eat of its increase out of the field. In this year of Jubilee, each of you 
shall return to his property. I'm trying to wrap my head around this concept of not only do you just get to go back, but you get an entire year to do nothing. An entire year for everything to reset and rest. And wow, it, it, it's important that it's not just humans that get this. Mm-hmm. It's the entire world. It's the entire land. It's the cattle. It's the grazing creatures. Mm-hmm. It's the health of the fields. Everything gets that chance to rest and not be seen as a creature of burden and to not have to produce. That is such a radical concept. I mean, no wonder somebody buried that one deep because, (laughs) I mean, wow. Jubilee is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful idea and gift from God. So how do we bring this back? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) That's the trick. That's the trick. But Jubilee is something that is scriptural. And I I think that that is something that we want people to know more. There is a Jubilee movement. There is a movement to call for forgiveness of debts. There is a movement to call people to understand that forgiving debts is not only something we pray in the Lord's Prayer, most often every time we gather, But it is something that is so inherent within our scriptures. Not only is it a Christian identity, it is a Jewish identity. It is something we share across Abrahamic traditions. It is something that much of the world's population has within our histories, that this idea of being able to release holding one another in debt and holding one another against one another and taking from one another and the bitterness that it can cause within us and the cruelty that it can create between us that God has for centuries told us to release those things every seven years and to do a major release every generation in hopes that maybe we can create a world or keep a world that does not come to a point where perhaps we are now. That's just, I'm almost having trouble forming words because I keep thinking of what, what would we be like right now if of all the Bible bullets that get slung out into the world, this is one that people had sort of latched onto and would use for the power of good, as it were. We would be in such a better place. Wouldn't it be incredible? It almost hurts to think about. I know. I know. It does. If we could create a world where this was what we clung to, if this was the concept that became the most fought for concept. Because you're right. It is such a far-reaching idea in terms of the world, right? In terms of the climate and Mm -hmm. the earth and the everything. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the modern-day version of this, then, is talking student loan forgiveness, right? Well, that's part of what is inspiring me to bring this up. And I have been kind of dwelling in a state of somewhat shock and amazement as about a week ago, 
I received news of my own Jubilee. Wow. And after a year of working a program that I honestly did not believe in. Yeah. Because there are so many times that we have been promised that this broken and twisted and predatory system would help us as students. I could not believe that the new temporarily expanded public service loan forgiveness program could actually come through, but it did. Wow. And I received my letter saying that my student loans are now considered paid in full. And so what this means is for those of us who work in nonprofit Mm -hmm. and have made 10 years worth or 120 payments in good standing that the remainder of our loans are forgiven. Wow. And we have to prove that we have worked for nonprofits the entire time, that we currently still work for a nonprofit, that we've made 120 payments in good standing while meeting those criteria. So jump through a few hoops. Jump through the hoops in the way that they want, on the correct foot, Wearing the correct colored clothes. Using the right color of ink and all the things. Right color ink, all the things. Submit the forms three times and all the, like, they want to say no. Mm -hmm. That's the one tip that I will give for anyone who is going to hear this and try this. Well, you know what? Honestly, I can only imagine that when Jubilee was still happening, the people who did have to give up things were still trying to find their own little loophole. Right. Figure out how to get out of it. Yeah. Because we're human, right? We Uh are not God. We are human. We don't want to forgive our debts. And so having experienced this incredible debt forgiveness, I've kind of been sitting with it for a little bit and just trying to understand what it means for my life and spending a lot of time with this concept of Jubilee and what it feels like in my experience and then figured to do the podcast because it, there is still one more month where people can still apply for this public student loan forgiveness mm-hmm. and begin their process of receiving forgiveness under this program if they qualify. And so hence the podcast mm-hmm. to say there is hope that it can actually happen. I know so many of us who've worked in nonprofit who have done this, who even have finished their payments and made their application two and three years ago and were denied forgiveness, but who have reapplied and received forgiveness now and had been making payments this whole time, like continued to keep making their payments for many, many more years. Mm-hmm. And whatever it is that they changed, whoever they encouraged to actually properly file the paperwork, we had done our part of this bargain. We had met our obligations under these programs. They are finally processing the paperwork and it is finally for real happening. And to have this kind of a jubilee not a bargain, but this promise. It's this promise that has been made actually coming through is an incredible experience. 
So I want to encourage for those who have not believed that Jubilee can still happen. And I have to wonder, for those who experienced, I think there was some time where this, you know, every seven years there had been Jubilee happening among the Hebrew people. But at the time of the 49th year, the year of Jubilee stopped Mm -hmm. happening. And I wonder when they stopped having hope. I wonder when they stopped hoping for that generational Jubilee. And I remember when I stopped hoping that I would ever be free of my student loans. And I remember not having any hope that this program would ever come through. And when I opened the email and finally saw paid in full, I couldn't process it practically. Like to receive that grace, to receive that forgiveness, it took hours and days for me to even begin to comprehend. And I'm sure it will take years for me to truly comprehend what this really means for me. And so I want to share. Yeah. So that people who still have three weeks don't let it fly by just because of a lack of hope. Sure. I'm trying to wrap my head around this idea of how do you start that momentum of hope and the idea of Jubilee when it has been stopped for so long, knowing that the joy that you feel. And if I was the person who got to send out these emails to people all day long, (laughs) the joy I would feel, I mean, talk about a job that I would enjoy and would be excited to go to every day. If you could just (laughs) send emails saying, and you get a student loan forgiveness (laughs) and you get your student loan forgiven. That would be the best job in the world. How can that positivity not build on itself? That's what I want. That's an amazing thought. I hadn't thought about that person. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I just think about the people that I had to sit and wait on hold for two and a half to three hours each time before I got to talk to them and be like, why was it rejected this time? (laughs) I know. know. (laughs) And they would be like, there's a piece of written information next to a piece of typed information, you have to resubmit the whole application and everything needs to be typed or everything needs to be handwritten. Oh, man. Okay, thank you. (laughs) I mean, that's so much. (laughs) That is true story Mm -hmm. for those of you who are out there. Everything should be handwritten or everything should be typed except for the bottom signature. Take it from me. I lost seven months on that part of the process. Yeah, that would be an amazing job to get to send that info and to get to tell people that forgiveness, wouldn't it? Mm -hmm. I don't know, because I think that there are plenty of people who are still frustrated that forgiveness can happen for people. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's where our training in capitalism comes in. That's where our cultural decades come in. Well, one of the things that you'd written in our loose script for this podcast was debt forgiveness as a spiritual practice. Yeah. And what were you thinking in terms of bringing that particular topic up? My point on that is not to just talk about student loans where there's tens of thousands of dollars at stake or more for some folks, but to talk about even small debts, even little things that we hold in our hearts towards one another Mm -hmm. and against one another. 
And how do we or can we hold on to things to our spiritual detriment? Mm-hmm. There's a fine line here. I am not suggesting forgiveness of harm in a way that means you have no boundaries. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about that here. I am talking about forgiving debts, forgiving when something is owed to you and it is breaking your capacity to build relationship forward. Mm -hmm. Finding ways to release those things, to honor the relationship at a higher level or to honor community above financial transaction. Mm -hmm. And in this, I'm not talking about spiritual transgressions. I'm not talking about emotional transgressions. I'm not talking about physical transgressions. I'm literally talking money. Mm -hmm. Money, items, possessions, land. This is about material jubilee. Mm -hmm. Jubilee in the Hebrew scripture in Leviticus is about material items and placing community health Mm -hmm. over the value of material items. And so that's what I mean by debt forgiveness as spiritual practice, that the spiritual practice comes in encouraging our hearts to be about community health and the well-being of the whole community, the well-being of the earth as a whole, the well-being of creation Mm -hmm. over and above the well-being of our material wealth. And that can mean, I'm getting so philosophical here, that can mean the well-being of our neighbor's material wealth Mm -hmm. over our gathering of material wealth, if that makes sense. I think that tracks. Okay, that's going to lead me to my last question then. What do you say to the whole fairness? Now I realize this is a gigantic question. Please feel Mm -hmm. free to distill it down. What do you say to the whole fairness issue? And we're somewhat getting back to the student loan forgiveness. Mm -hmm. But it also comes up in most Bible stories where you're talking, you know, money or some sort of debt forgiveness. Mm -hmm. That fairness doesn't happen how can you how can you forgive this person's debt when they haven't either done x y or z how can you forgive this student debt because somebody else had to pay theirs and where's where is the fairness in all this yeah it's really understandable that human beings have that question Mm -hmm. and i have a lot of compassion for folks who get caught in that but that's not fair question Mm mm-hmm And we know that Jesus does too. Jesus has a lot of compassion for it. And Jesus tells the story of the vineyard owner who calls workers and pays them the day's wage for what they agree to do, pays them all the same all day long. And the last worker gets there and is paid the day's wage and is so angry because the people who started at just at five o'clock got paid the exact same thing as the person who started at 9 a.m. And they get so angry. And how could you do that? And the response by the owner of the vineyard is, are you so angry that I gave you what you agreed to? Or are you so angry that I am a generous person? We do not have 
a fair God. We have a grace-filled, generous, forgiving God. And sometimes we are the benefactors of that grace, and sometimes someone else is the benefactor of that grace. And some days we get to be jealous that someone else got that grace. And some days we are the humble recipient. And for those who are bitter because others are getting to be the humble recipient of incredible forgiveness, I so pray for the day when they get to experience that same incredible grace of our divine God, whether it is here on this earth or the day that they see God face to face. But the truth of the reality is that that grace extends to all of us and we will experience at some point or all of our days, sometimes many, many times a day. And I can only pray that our hearts will be softened enough, all of us, that we can be joyful for one another in those moments when we get to experience Jubilee. Because the more often we can find ways to see and offer Jubilee to one another and to our world, the more hope we have that our world can survive. But if we get angry and bitter, if we deny Jubilee, if we take this critical biblical gift of God and we deny that Sabbath, that rest, is something that God has called us to from the very beginning of creation, we will lose some of the most precious gifts that we could get in this lifetime. And so that's what I have to say. I will offer compassion and I will challenge to an opportunity to strive to see with eyes of God's grace. Excellent. Well, thank you, Pastor Amanda, for taking the time to help us learn a little more about Jubilee. I look forward to sitting down with you another week on another topic. As do I. And for those of you who may well qualify for public service loan forgiveness, I encourage you the deadline to apply for this is October 31st of this year. You just need to get one employer in, and then you can continue the application process after the 31st of October. Your application doesn't need to be fully processed. It just needs to have that process started. If you need help or if you have questions and you are a listener of our podcast, I am happy to help you. You can reach out to me at pastor at centralportland.org, or you can reach me on Facebook. Until we are back in your ears again, Remember, God loves you, no matter what.